Hey yo, welcome to Real Shit with Seth and Seb. Hey, hey, hey. I would be like, hey, what's going? How's everybody doing? Hey, Sebastian, how's your week going? Oh, good. I'm well, baby. How are you? I'm doing good. And how are our friends out there listening in? That, that silence was for people to, you know, actually speak up and say, we're good. <laughs> we're doing fabulous, you know, um, baby. So what do we have in store for our good friends and our, our fellow, fellow people? Our people. Our people uh, out there. Today we're going to be talking about happiness. We're going to talk about when have you felt it? Um, what does it mean to you now? What it meant to you when you were a kid? Have you ever lost it? How important is it to you? For yourself as well as um your relationship where does that stand i feel like that's a very important subject during this time especially here in, in north america mm-hmm. as an american i th- we had we've been experiencing a lot of time at home being with our family so I'm, I'm really curious to know how are people dealing with these with these changes from not being at work all the time or working from home you yeah. know so it's definitely a, a good subject to talk about so i i thank you for for making that the theme of the day and beyond that we just want to do a little updating as to how we're how are we doing yeah through through this past week so baby what has been the highlight of your week the highlight of my week um my i don't know this week has been funky for me um i feel a little bit uh i guess out of funk yeah i've just felt a little bit i don't know i think that's also has to do with just the fact of not working or you know, this week I also received like four other rescheduling weddings. So it's just a little bit added stress as to what, you know, I've been feeling pretty pumped about the other weeks. Um, but this one has been a little rougher. Now, when you when you have down these down weeks, mm-hmm. what do you do to give yourself a pep talk? Like, do you go on a walk? Like, what are some things that you found throughout your life that help you get out of this funk? I'd say... Um, getting making sure i'm getting good rest which i think has also been funky as well just with the quarantine my sleep schedule is a little off i'd say eating good making sure that i'm talking to my family talking to you um being vocal about that and just taking care of myself and do you feel that being locked down and having these changes do you feel like let's say we weren't going through this time with this pandemic Mm -hmm. let's say you were going through a funk what would you do differently I'd say probably I drive myself somewhere. For me, what has always been super therapeutic for me is just going for a drive, airing myself out, really realizing mm. that this is probably just things of the moment, not like long-term things that really get to me. And I'm not really one to have like a long series or a long time of like me feeling down or anything. Usually, normally it's just like a day or a mood and yeah. I can get over it pretty quickly. Okay, well, that's good. That's good because I know mm. this is definitely a time where emotions or sensitivities is high it, We're it's, heightened. it's on alert for mm-hmm. sure i know about a month ago i've experienced a very tough i wouldn't say tough but i was sad i remember telling a few friends and i told yeah. you that i was just i wasn't feeling myself you're and, feeling funky that day and it lasted for it was un, it was like an underlying feeling for a good week but mm-hmm. i think it eventually caught on and i think it just it just came out and I was telling a good friend of mine, Andrew, and I'm like, hey man, I'm just sad. Mm-hmm. He, he just, he laughs out loud. That's his way of showing love. And and he's like, hey, come out and, and help me out with something. So I helped him out the next day on a personal project of his. And that really, that really gave me, that really motivated me and gave me spirits to just keep doing and, and keep moving on. You know, like things like getting up early in the morning, like get up at 650 mm-hmm. and just just get out and seize the day that really that really helps me surprisingly well, i but, think also as well as because your personality is so on the go for you to just be chilled out for a little bit it's like fine for you to have a day or two but i think you're meant to be up out doing stuff you know working you love to work and stuff like that and just everything being on hold it kind of just can't help but take a toll and you know i think that's one of the benefits that you've brought into my life is sort of balancing it out you really like Hey, come seven o'clock, we're just hanging out, mm-hmm. watching TV or playing a game. Chilling out or we cook together. We cook. Mm-hmm. And that really that has really brought in a lot a lot of balance into my life. Mm-hmm. You didn't hear that? What is that? Okay. If, if you don't hear it, then we're good. If you hear anything through through those headphones, let me know. And just stop. Okay. Okay. Will but do. 
but you have brought that into my life, which is, you know, one of the reasons why I love you so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's definitely been, it, it's been an interesting phase these past two months and, you know, not speaking financially as well, but yeah. let's not get too cut up here with this, with this subject matter, but let's, um, let, let's, let's keep it moving. Baby, I want to ask you, what are some What's ways that? that you pick yourself up whenever you're feeling down or what hypes you up or what makes you in a better mood? What hypes me up? What puts me in a good mood? You know, a good night's sleep. A good night's sleep just (laughs) makes a good morning. Yeah. Getting, going to bed around, and the sweet spot is around 10, 45, 11, you know, that around that time and waking up around 7, 7.30 feels right. If I oversleep, then I I feel a little drowsy, I feel a little slow. Um, So that's one one, one factor for sure. Another thing that really gets me going, I just go through the motions. I stop thinking more or less. I acknowledge that I'm feeling down, but I I push through. And one thing that really helps me, it's working out. Um, It allows me to get some frustration out and allows me to really... Pump it out. Yeah, to just really get into a discipline and a good mindset. One thing I like to do in the morning, which I mentioned before, is just do a little meditation prayer. And I'm just grateful for for what I have in my life. You know, my parents, a great family, great extended family, health, um, my fiance and her family, and that that to me sets the mood and the right the right energy for the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel that productivity really allows me to get out of my hump or whatever I'm going through. So honestly, it's just staying motivated, staying active, and not allowing my downtime to to affect me but you know it's it's just about getting creative and finding those things that really feed your soul and you know there's there's millions of things to do and it's it's finding your own thing whether that's building a puzzle i think what adds now especially that the nice weather is coming out where we can go outside a little bit more you know there's something different about when that those degrees hit you know 70 or you know 65 it just hits differently so yeah. being able to just like that alleviates a lot. I think just being stuck inside the house adds a, a little bit more of a of a downer. Yeah, yeah. it does. It really does. And it, there is nothing like a nice beam of sunlight first thing when you wake up and that's hitting your face and it forces you to get up. Mm-hmm. There's nothing like that natural light that just glows and, and just glistens on your skin a little bit. Which um, is so nice. It is nice. And this it, week has been so nice. has been a beautiful week. Um, so maybe let's, let's give our, our friends an update on our, our wedding planning and our engagement. Um, I will say it's been a little rough. This uh, week has been a little bit, uh, I don't know where a lot of questions come in, into mind whenever you're planning a wedding, especially during this time, um, as far as where, what direction we want to take with the church, also the DJ. Yeah. The DJ, <laughs> we're supposed to hear back from a few DJs, but. We haven't heard back, um, but that's okay. I feel like I feel like one of the important things is keeping faith and, and knowing that things are gonna, are gonna just fall into place. You know, yeah. whatever is meant to be will happen. You know, it's just a matter of time. But we're doing everything we can to keep you know moving it forward. One thing that I've been meaning to do is is hit up um, one of the deacons around town to see if we can start our um, premarital counseling. Our premarital, yeah, premarital. Premarital, premarital, marital, yeah, marital, counseling, marital, hey y'all, marital. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, beyond that, is there anything else that that we're that we're not really? This week has just been a standstill. I think until we really nail down what we're gonna do with the church, and then take it from there. A whole other thing that you really don't think about is also time for a wedding day. You really don't have any time, like. He mentioned taking a nap between the ceremony and the reception. I, yeah, I was like, I babe, said, let's, build, now. let's build some time in our day where we can take our time. Why do we have to be rushed? It's, it's just our a wedding day. day is rushed. Hey, That's how it is. Hey, if we give ourselves half an hour, baby. Puppy, you're not going to be sleeping time. in any cold. I would love to just lay back for a minute, put my feet up. People, please give us feedback. Have on. a coffee, you know, and just like chill out for a little bit. There's nothing wrong with that. I just don't think it's possible. I don't I, think that's I th- real I life. I think it's possible, and I think it's real life. <laughs> I think it's our wedding, and we can do whatever we want with it. That's what I think about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man! But nonetheless, it's still moving. We're we're moving along with with the wedding, and and things things thus far are, 
Hopefully Our, Corona can chill a little bit so that way, you know, not only for us, but just for all of the, the couples that are engaged and want to be married. Um, it's just kind of like, it's not, it's a downer. Um, but just in a way that it should be such a happy time and our experience of being engaged has been a little bit more of the the diffused sense of just being able to just not worry about anything and verse like fully dive into now we have to worry about Corona, you know, as well as like the safety of our guests. I think that that has, that's going to play a factor as well as like, you know, just the experience we are first being engaged, you know, it was we had to wait off on telling people a little bit. Whereas like normally that would just be such a thing where you're like shouting off the rooftops. Wait, that was the first time you were engaged? Yeah. Uh, it was my second time, baby. Yeah. Second time. Yeah, right. I had to run up right no. once. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, this just this round of like your perception of being engaged versus being engaged during Corona is just a whole nother, is a whole nother ball game. Yeah, yeah. And it's, and it's one thing living and it's probably another thing, somebody else looking from the outside in, so. It, it's fascinating to see unique perspectives throughout this, like mm-hmm. hearing your mom's perspective, hearing your grandma's perspective, hearing your, you know, your mother-in-law, your sister-in-law's perspective. So it's, it's definitely, it's definitely, I feel like a big collaboration. Yeah. As well as what do we want? The most important thing is, you know, what you want and what I want and us combining in, a, in that and moving ahead with our, you know, wedding. Uh, let's, let's be real. It's more or less what you want. And, uh, then, and then I kind of follow the lead. No. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's not get too, too. Okay. You're right. You're right. You know, there's, there's definitely a, a thing about a wedding that women, women enjoy and guys are just more or less in it for the ride. I tell you my vision, but I think what uh, one thing is that you're so chill about it. You don't really have an opinion. And when you do, it's, you know, it's like, oh, okay, let's work on it. I like to choose and pick my battles. Yeah, and which I appreciate. Because I, I don't think it's healthy for me to fight over everything. And that's not a good idea because that'll probably drive you nuts. And we all know how you get when you're nuts. That's <laughs> you just go off the wall. <laughs> I come back swinging. Yeah. yeah. So when you, what are some of the things in the past week that maybe you feel like our friends out there could, could benefit from on it, like with relationships, what are some advice that in the past week you've experienced that maybe between you and I or, or, or a friend or a family member that you've experienced, maybe you could provide a little insight. Relationship. I would say this week we really had to compromise. Uh, we're working on compromising Yeah. Um, between things with the wedding and just conversation, even mother's day, we compromised about that. Yeah. So for mother's day, uh, originally we were going to split the day. Half and half. Yeah. Us be together and spend half the time with his mom and then half the time with my mom. Exactly. And then then my fiance decided, you know what? It's our last hoorah being single. Let's, let's just dedicate, you know, the whole day to our each, you know, each other's mom. I'll go to my, I'll stay at my parents and then you'll, you'll go to your mom's house Mm -hmm. and, and just spend the day like that. And and I I thought that was great. We went over to my grandpa's, my grand, my grandparents' house and the whole extended family was there. And that was nice too. We did some grilling outside. So happy mother's day to all of the wonderful mothers out there. That made us who we are. And and, and life. Yeah. Give us that good feeding and good advice. And And that can provide happiness for our loved ones and, and all the just, you know, I know mothers go through a lot and it's amazing to see how they do it. Um, and, and you know, speeding, it's speaking of providing joy and happiness. So, so maybe this is the, this is today's theme, the week's theme of, of happiness. Yeah. Um, what do you, what do you feel that happiness resides for you? Um, I think one thing is the journey of happiness of when you're a kid, um, everything is always colorful, joyful, but you can't, I mean, other than having a tantrum as a child, you really know happiness as like a, a wholesome thing. Um, once you get into your teenage years, you encounter all these different experiences that might uh, rob yourself of happiness, whether it's comparison, being so close to other teenagers, um, hearing, you know, kids get to go to parties and whatnot. And, and maybe you come from a strict Hispanic household, like I did, where it was like a hell no, you ain't going nowhere. And it's kind of like, you feel like you wish you could partake in those activities versus being an adult and realizing some of the life choices that you make. And what does that mean for me at the end of the day, when I go home, am I happy with my life? So before we get too far in this, what is, what, what, in your words, what does happiness mean? 
happiness to me means when I go to bed at night, am I happy with my life? Am I content with my life? Am I happy with the choices that I made? Where I stand today, can I like wholeheartedly say, I love my life? Um, are there things that I could change, etc.? Like, what could I do to possibly make today ever better? Mm-hmm. Or today or this week or this season, however you want to look at it. So happiness to you is more or less a reflection upon your current state and what's coming up for you. Yeah, and what I'm doing for my life to make it joyful for me. Now, wouldn't, wouldn't that definition more or less tie with being at peace and having faith? I would say being at peace, having faith, as well as self-love for yourself. Um, I think the way that you treat yourself has a lot to do with how you see your everyday life. Or and what do you mean by that? How you treat yourself? How you treat yourself? Give us an do you example. Ta- do you take care of yourself? Um, do you listen to your to your wants and needs and what it takes? So, like, hey, do you have a passion that you're something that you're passionate about? Are you are you seeking those things? Whether or not you work a nine to five and you do those things afterwards, that add to your to your daily of quality of life. So. But like what else? Like do you, I heard a priest once say, for example, when you wake up in the morning and you look yourself in the morning, I mean, in in the mirror and you say, you know what? You look good this morning and you're going to go get it. You're going to get it done, whatever it takes. Like stuff like that. Do you ever, do you ever find yourself doing anything like that? Do I pump myself up? I think I pump myself up every day. Yeah. What, (laughs) what, what what does that look like? What do you tell yourself? For me, it is, uh, it's like one of these things where you wake up and it's like, yo, I'm going to, I'm going to make today the, a good day, whether I put on a good, you know, music, make myself, well, odds are I don't make myself breakfast. Um, I'll probably eat a bagel or go to the cafe and eat an avocado toast at cafe one eight. Shout out. (laughs) (laughs) Or a ways of just taking a shower, me doing my makeup or doing my hair adds to me just feeling put together in a good mood and being able to take on that day. Um, I think whether what I have planned out for the day, am I kicking ass in what I'm doing? Do I have weddings that week? Am I spending time with you? What are we doing? Are we connected? There's so many factors in my family, um, my sisters that I'm close with and my siblings, uh, you know, what are we? are we making our relationship the best that we could be? And I think that all adds to qualities of life. I don't think happiness is just one strand. I think it's so many different factors that go into that pot of happiness. So happiness to you is more about living a balanced out life. Yeah. Okay. I would say so. Okay. Okay. Fascinating. So, so is it fair to say that happiness, it's not a constant state for you? I think it's a choice. I know that we had this discussion. I know that we had this discussion early on as far as, you believe that happiness isn't a constant state. I don't believe happiness is a constant state, but I do believe it's a choice on whether or not you are to be happy. I accidentally banged this thing. That's okay. Okay. But you you, you picked it up where you left okay, off. Okay, I just want to make sure. Tech. You're fine, baby. You're fine. I wouldn't worry too much about it. Yeah, because I believe that that okay, before I get into what I believe, if you're sad, can mm-hmm. you be happy? Yes. How? I believe it's just you being in tune with yourself. How well do you know yourself and what can you do to pull things out that is going to bring you back to a, a state of just being content with your life? Okay, let's get a little personal. Yeah. Your uh, poppy died. Yeah, a, f- a month. My or two. dog. Yeah, she has a dog. It was a bulldog. His bulldog. Yeah, he was. A, he was a big bulldog. His name was Poppy, and he he recently passed away. Mm-hmm. And when on that day, on that day, you're gonna make me cry. Would you say that you were happy? I wouldn't say happy. It's it's one of these things where it's like you have to come to terms with where you're at in life. Um, so obviously, like having a dog, you it's uh, you as a dog owner know what that would know what a dog means in your life. It's just like, it's a different kind of joy. And I guess just to see the motions of life and kind of it just um, realizing that grief is a real thing, death is a real thing, and just coming to terms with that and facing that in that time. I mean, I was still happy, but it's it's a downer, you know, to see like, this is a, this is a new chapter. So it was like a bittersweet. Yeah, it's bittersweet. I mean, it, that dog provided me a little extra joy more than I could have ever asked for. And lessons that probably nobody can understand. Yeah. So he brought you happiness. Yeah. 
And and would you say that you gave you gave him everything you could have? Absolutely. He lived like a king between me and my sisters and my mom and my dad. That that dog lived like the king of the world. What do you miss the most about him? I'd, I'd just say his quirkiness. He had an attitude galore. Whenever I came home, he was just so freaking thrilled to just have me. Um, anytime I was there, you know, he just comes running to me looking for affection. He just had like a a thing where he would just had to have 24-7 affection from me. Yeah, he, he, yeah. You he was super jealous of you. You definitely spoiled him. And, and I think when I walked into the picture, I remember the first few times he he wasn't necessarily one of those friendly dogs that you walk into. No, he had a chip on his shoulder. He definitely was very possessive in, with his owner. Um, and I definitely saw that. And whenever whenever Steph would like give me a caress or hug me or kiss me, he would just start howling or, or crying yeah. or, or, or something. And, you know, it definitely shows that you definitely spoiled the shit out of him. <laughs> Let's be real. And you know it, yeah. I, I believe there are some humans that don't even get that treatment. I think there. at the end of the day, when Poppy came into my life, I had gone through a breakup. And um, I think, I believe I wasn't working that summer. So when he came into my life, it was like a time where I, I needed a distraction. I needed something to like put myself into. So when he came, he, he they were going to put him down. It ends up turning out that, you know, his one leg was harmed, so we literally, me and my family, nursed him back to health. Yeah. So in this whole process, I mean, he went through breakups with me, he went through job changes, yeah. school decisions, uh, bad days, coming home and just having that unconditional love like a dog provides. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely one thing for sure is that animals have that that quality that, that they're gift. just- It's a gift. That just, they're just always there, ready to have fun, play catch, feed me as long as you feed me and take me out for my shits and i'm good you know yeah it's, well it's i mean like and he was he, simple he just knew that life was like extra special for him yeah. like if i came home with a bag he was searching my bags to make sure a toy was in there or if i had trips like i mean we would go to new york or come back from puerto rico i would make sure i would get him like a plush doll at the airport until he stopped appreciating but yeah. <laughs> when i would come home he would be searching for these gifts and he knew they were for him wow yeah i mean i i, I want to say this again but you treated him better than some people get treated in this earth yeah. you know yeah so you know you give him the best life and you know you know rest in peace poppy and <laughs> and and may your may you be at just a restful a restful sleep yeah. um, because you definitely get give him all you could and and that's the most important thing. Yeah. So at the end of the day, I think it's one of these things where you you have your happiness and yeah, things gear you off or things that you wish you could change, but that's a cycle of life. What can I do from here on out? It's just an it's a new beginning. Yeah. 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 And and to tie that, you know, I really I really took some time this morning and I and I wanted to share something with with everybody. I wrote a little just a little little something to me what happiness means mm -hmm. and it it goes like this. Every day, from the moment of waking up to the place where I surrender my days, I am confronted by the countless moments where I must respond with integrity, care, respect, and overall love. For life is best lived in the present than have lived in distraction from what is within. Yes, the wealth, this roof, these shoes, and this nice watch accessorizes physical being. However, those items are just merely a distraction to help stay on time to get me from point A to point B. And I get that these are instruments that allow us to get jobs done. But happiness in 2020 is a cover letter without a resume. Oh, what a nice house. Oh, what a nice car. We drown ourselves in things because those things make us look good and feel good. And yet, whoever spoke of happiness in a gift box has sold us a false promise. Happiness is not, a, it's not bought. Happiness is a discipline. Happiness is waking up to get those duties of the day done. Discipline leads to a balanced life, a life where our work does not consume us, from where we can have a great evening with our families and friends, perhaps even a siesta in the middle of the day after a good lunch. That's the discipline of being present. Yet happiness is a state of emotion that can be achieved by being in the moment. Therefore, it's not realistic to be happy all the time. Happiness as any other emotion comes with sadness, frustration, sorrow, and so on. Maintaining happiness at every second of our days are merely false promise. We must understand that to even feel happy, we have to understand what sadness is. For if happiness was the only constant state, 
And how would we know what any other emotion would be? Achieving happiness takes work, just like getting out of bed in the morning or working out takes work. It's the same thing. To me, I am the most happy when I resolve a problem that I've been working or trying to figure out for some time, or when I'm able to execute a complicated camera move. To me, the equation of happiness is struggle over time equals happiness. And as I was writing this this morning, you know, I, I couldn't help but reflect upon sort of what we just spoke on earlier about me feeling down and sad, mm-hmm. um, you know, just about a month ago. But even, you know, to me, I remember when I first bought my first new car, it was a Honda ZRZ, and I remember I just really wanted that car. Mm-hmm. And it was a cool looking little sleek car. It was nice. It really was. And $500 a month for five years, boy, I wouldn't do that ever again, yeah. ever. I think car payments personally are just a hassle. You get tired it's of always, the car yeah. within a year. I didn't get tired of my car, but eventually it's just the high, the point just I want to make. having that nice new car. I right. mean, you look fine in that car. Thank you, When baby. you'd pull up in that car, it was like you made a statement. <laughs> you were coming to say something. <laughs> and was. my eyes were there. <laughs> That's all that matters is that your eyes were there. Um, but it, it wasn't that high of owning that car lasted for about six months. Yes, it was a longer high, but eventually it fades away. Just like getting a fresh pair of shoes. You get that high, you look good, you feel good. Mm-hmm. And then eventually- it's temporary. Eventually it goes away. So the point I, I, I've been wanting to make is simply that no matter the physical thing that you have at that moment, material things in this particular uh, scenario, are only going to grant you temporary highs. And those highs just cover up what's really within. And I think you have to face your demons. Mm -hmm. You have to be able to confront and be able to say, you know what? I've been struggling with this issue. Mm -hmm. Why am I struggling with this issue? Is there some child trauma? Is it, you know, maybe I've have some lack of love for my mom when I was a child. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was my father, you know, and, and, and resolving and, and, and accepting those things. Really coming to terms with that where you are in your present life. Is really gonna help you. And exactly yeah. with your present life, being present is probably one of the all time hardest things to, to master. It's being at every moment in every place in every situation that you're at and being there 100% and not daydreaming or thinking about something else that's hard yeah i don't know about you but i, I don't think i can do that all so the time. at the end of the day do you believe that happy you have to be content with yourself in order to be with someone else how important is that to you was that to you personally you do have to be in a good state to share a relationship with somebody else a, a romantic relationship now does that always happen no you know i, I do think that there, it takes a little maturity but you do have to be grounded enough where you can be a tree, you know, let me paint a picture. <laughs> if you have if you have two trees, and actually a priest told me this once, let's say you're a beautiful oak tree and another oak tree comes and joins your life. But let's say that you are not necessarily the most strongly rooted tree on the ground and that maybe the right storm comes and the other tree, your partner, is leaning on you mm-hmm. and you fall from that storm the whole relationship falls apart. This is symbolic for when somebody leans on you or you lean on them and their foundation or your foundation is not necessarily strong. Yeah. And it can go, you know, the example can go both ways. Maybe you both don't have strong foundations. So then you both fall apart. But you have to have a good foundation to have a good successful relationships. And yes, that ultimately brings joy and happiness. Um, but you, you have to experience, you have to appreciate sadness to appreciate happiness. You have to understand that it's okay if you're down. Yeah. But tomorrow brings a new day and tomorrow you might feel better. So that's that's my overall take on that. I got that, baby. Yeah, mm. but how would you say that this, your experience coming into this relationship has differed, like say from past lessons? Were you happiest with yourself? Did you know that much about yourself? I definitely took a nice... I was single for about three years before I met you. And you I took definitely- took a hiatus. I took a hiatus and I really worked on myself. You yeah. know, I really went out there and I took risks and I just really made sure that 
I'm never going to get this time back. Let me just face it 100%. And yeah, I think at the tail end of that three years, I was very happy, mm-hmm. very ecstatic. And that's right, right around the time where I met you and and that that happiness just escalated. And it really was, was just there, you know, wonderful times, wonderful times. I recall writing, writing a lot during that time. Yeah, yeah. You, were, you were really, you were on the poems galore. <laughs> you got that right. You got that right. Um, do, do you feel that for relationships, it's important to be be happy to start out? I would say, um, I guess prior in my beginning stages of dating others, um, I, I felt like I was happy with myself and that I knew myself. Um, and then I had thrown myself in, in two relationships, one that was kind of like a best friend uh, situation that didn't really do much to me. Uh, but the second one, I, I really lost myself as far as throwing myself in a relationship for all the wrong reasons. Mm. Coming out of that experience um, and having it end sourly and and not having the answers that ideally I came out, I came in feeling whole and I left feeling like super low. Um, so in that process, I really took, I think oh, I was single like five years. Wow. I mean, I was dating people on and off, like as far as like talking to people, but nobody was, you know, serious enough to come home. Yeah. Um, but in that process, I really came to terms with what it meant for me to be happy with myself and what are some of these things that I would put into my next relationship to make sure that I would never be at that place again. Mm. So you learn from that and you really, so you really when, grew. Yeah, but then when I met you, I remember thinking like, why couldn't you were you were more on the slower pace sides and I'm like more like the hopeless romantic. I will literally dive head in first. And I remember you said, you know, several times you're like, hey, like this is a slow and steady, steady run. We can't throw ourselves into it. And literally that's how we started. We started off as friends and we slowly eased our way into it. And I remember you saying that you would you would rather love my mind than my body. And that spoke so much at that time because <laughs> Talk about time, a pickup line. <laughs> literally, yeah, but then when you're coming from an experience that it uh, or experiences that were not like that, it was like it was so refreshing, but then uh, as well as like, I couldn't help but be so in love with you at that time because you were in it mm, for the real reasons. That's right, baby. Dang, yeah, that's <laughs> deep. <laughs> you know, you know, when, when you're not looking for, for those, you know, pleasures and, and other things of, of, of the body and you're just looking to just explore like, and, and understand somebody else, that, that, that's not easy. No, we'll really just be friends and know what it means for us to take. We were really mindful in a lot of the decisions that we made together early on. And even when we said, I love you, and there was a whole little like of things that went behind, you know, it wasn't just, I love you just because I'm spending time with you. It was literally things that I saw in him that I could see for the rest of my life. Yeah. 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 Hey, you know, it's, it's, um, it's never an easy ride to take the, the slow pace, but you know, life is life is definitely a marathon. Yeah, and the last thing you want to do is be in a sprint and then crash and burn. Because okay. I because I experienced that. I definitely crashed and burned in my pa- my previous relationship, and I, I didn't want to do that again. Yeah. I wanted to just get to know you first and make sure this was the this was the right thing for us. Well, I thought the same thing until I met you, and then I was like, "Well, here we go again." <laughs> <laughs> But you made it super adamant, you know, slow and steady. And as well as like you were, I felt like you had really done a lot of self-growth prior to me. And so had I. Yeah. Yeah. And and honestly, a lot of this came from, you know, reading a few books like The Love Languages and and Loveology. Um, both great I books. I forgot about that book. Loveology. Yeah. It's a really good book. But one of, one of my one of our favorite artists, Cultura Profetica, they're a reggae band from Puerto mm-hmm. Rico. Um they have a song called Baja la Tension, which go. is lower the tension. <laughs> and, and in the song, it goes, Baja la Tension, amor no expresión, no se consigue amor bajo obligación. You know, and it basically means you don't find love under pressure and just lower the tension. Um, and the whole song, the whole metaphor behind the song is, let's take our time. Don't force things. And if the, the caresses, the affection never comes, then it was never meant to be. And, and, and it's a it's a beautiful song and it has that sweet reggae vibe to it um and i highly recommend it <laughs> yeah I, I remember that you had sent me that <laughs> there was a time like in our talking period where i felt like he wasn't expressive in the way that's like hey i like you it's on so when i had was like oh i'm not 
I remember I had a talk with my mom and like he was just taking his good old time and my mom was like yo I don't know Stephanie Lopez would be anybody's friend and I was like damn you're right so literally we stopped talking for like almost a month so like when we like had reconnected he had sent me the lyrics to that song because I was just so strong aggressive and impulsive where it was like he was like yo like chill out yeah okay you were just Stephanie Lopez and you're just like I ain't putting up with no guy yeah friends. but that's what I'm saying I was I was aggressive I wanted what I wanted and that's it you're either gonna give it to me or you're not damn girl take it <laughs> easy <laughs> slow down <laughs> we're about to get married I, I know but I'm saying at the time yeah no I, I feel it. and it was definitely one of those things where it would have been easier to just say hey I'm into you let's 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 date but I wanted to really get to know you yeah before. but but here we are and and that's the important thing. It's mm -hmm. like, um, you know, if love is meant to, is love is meant for you, let it be free and it will come back. Yep. You know, and that's what happened here. We came back. Mm -hmm. um, there's this also this other quote that I had seen. It says, happiness contributes to a more sustainable future. How do you feel about that, puppy? Happiness contributes to a more sustainable, sustainable future. future. I agree. I definitely agree. Yeah, it makes sense. Like living a good balanced out life contributes to a more sustainable you know it's like one of those things in life where you have uh, two types of people you have a type a which is very career driven and works a lot let's say they work for example you know 14 12 14 they're hours the a day they're the hustlers and they get it done and then there's the other person that maybe works the eight hours a day on a consistent basis person a eventually is going to come to a spot where they're going to burn out and maybe they burn out and maybe they lose motivation or whatever happens in the long run but they're essentially shortening the life and maybe they're not as happy as the person who just works eight hours because mm -hmm. they have more of that balanced out lifestyle and they're looking at life at the long run if i'm looking to be 100 years old i don't want to work 12 hours a day for the next 80 years mm -hmm. or 60 or 50 years i want to space it out so i do believe in and definitely and all and everything is good in moderation yeah let's just say that i completely agree i think one of the things is um when you think of happiness there's or like a state that you're in that you're just so enamored with your life you will go and you will kick ass everything seems almost reachable like you could conquer the world and then there's another side where it's like things are not going your way or life is not you know where exactly where you want to be at life seems a little a little gloomier and things seem a little bit further away and harder to obtain i think one of the things in order to get there is to really just take a look at yourself and go ahead and be like what are some of these things that I could plug in? Is it a walk in the morning? Is it me going to work out? Is it me doing my makeup? Is it you getting a fresh fade? You know what I'm talking about? Mm. Um, or listening to a good CD or just ways that you could plug into your life that honestly just adds so much um, to your quality of life. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and, and it's important to not let go of yourself like you said earlier. Um, I think to be, to be putting your part in a relationship, you have to be you have to be grounded really well grounded in yourself it's like how can i give you love if i don't love myself mm -hmm. you first have to understand that you have to be good happy loving yourself um to give you love yeah. from that and so it's 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 not an easy thing to do but it it is possible it just takes time and i think that's one of the biggest things in this life is that as you know I'm 29, my fiance is 30, and we're whoa, just slowly whoa. discovering, we're slowly discovering that life is nothing but a big, long, challenging road. It, it honestly is what you make it. And honestly, we challenge you guys to go ahead and just look at life and see it's some of the things that you could honestly like plug in your day, whether it's finding things to laugh about with your partner, really just taking the time um, to just take a little ease on life yeah. and realize, you know, that our quality time and the people that we spend it is is what makes life most important. And uh, do some of the things, you know, find a CD that you love, dance in that kitchen, learn how to make some foods, get on Pinterest. Um, yeah. Watch that movie, you know, that, mm -hmm. that makes you laugh or whatever, makes you sad, cry, just gets you thinking or get into reading. I mean, there's such a variety of things that you could add to daily life that can go ahead and just get your mind going a little bit. And sometimes that's all we need is just someone to get it going. That's right. That's right. So if you guys have questions, if you guys maybe need some insight to what has worked for us 
or even we want to hear for you, yeah, well, we want to hear what you've discovered throughout your your life mm -hmm. and what has worked for you we would love to you know hear that hear hear your thoughts or your responses and we'll love to read them out loud on our next on our next show yeah. but that being said you know we did have some questions come in throughout the Ooh, week give them to me and um you know let's, let's start writing order from order of income so let's start with carrie <laughs> oh, God. she asked are you going to lose your virginities the night of your wedding baby go ahead you, you start D a born again <laughs> <laughs> that's right that's right pack the celibacy guys yeah, <laughs> yeah we're gonna we're gonna try for the second round <laughs> That's right. For the night of our wedding, we're going to get down and dirty. You know? No. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, are we going to lose our virginities? Yes. We're yeah. going to lose our, our second time virginities. Born again virginities. Born again virginities. And yeah. it definitely takes some work. Thank you, Carrie, for that wonderful question. <laughs> second question is Jaime, Jamie. What do you consider a successful marriage at the end of the day? A successful marriage is appeasing appeasing each other and mm -hmm. making sure that you're both you're both moving into the right the right thing the right direction direction mm -hmm. whether that's uh doing the groceries that's what you had to get done today or you know helping out with the kid reading a book or you know getting that quality time with your with your woman mm -hmm. at the end of the day as long as you're both meeting each other's needs I think to me that's a successful thing in in, in the micro level, um, and I think overall it, it's definitely seeing it through for the long haul. And that you might have obstacles in the immediate future, but in the long run, know that if you're focused on the goal, which is to die together, <laughs> then you'll be all right. Yeah. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Uh, I'd say the die together part. Maybe what do you think? What 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 would you consider a successful marriage Su at the end of the day? Successful marriage. Um well I'm gonna talk about you and I because that's what we're gonna be the direction that we're in um for me a successful marriage is you coming in 100 and me coming in 100 mm -hmm. um us being on the same page i think at the end of the day connecting is an important thing and i hope that we always have that um as far as you know like some pillow talk talk about our day where we're at we always ask each other where's our love tank at um are you happy what can i do better we're always very in tune with our relationship like that um, so I think as, as far as that compromising, making sure that we're listening to each other, um, whether that be in career as well, um, also plays into a successful marriage and knowing that you're on the same page, like we want this to last forever. It's never going to be an option for me to pull out or a surprise like that. Regardless of where we are at, I will never sign divorce papers. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! All right, next question. <laughs> Wolfgar Ramsey says, "Ask dream film to work on." Ooh, that's for you. That's a tough one. What's a dream film? A dream project? I think it's something to do along the lines of something I'm really passionate about, and that's children's films. What about you, baby? Let's just change the question up. What is your dream wedding to work on? Dream wedding? Mm -hmm. To me, any wedding is a dream wedding. Ooh. I, well, and if they take me somewhere like Mexico, like Puerto Rico, I'm down for that too. I'm even happier. That's right. All right. Next question. Joshua, less boogie. What does someone starting into the film and entertainment industry find their way to solve sustainability? It's a mixture of resilience, a mixture of financial independence, and a mixture of grinding it out and doing projects as much as you can so to relate personally one thing that really contribu con contributed to myself uh, financial sustainability was still living at home i think that was a big burden off me because it gave me creative freedom mm -hmm. that's one two it's finding friends or finding talent that you want to show off and you want to showcase um 
and just doing passion projects. Even even though they're not paid, they eventually pay off and be unique, have your own voice and have confidence that things will have better. But it takes time. It takes time. I've been in this for 10 years and it's been a long ride. You built it up. But it, it does take time. So just have patience mm-hmm. and, and have that, that perseverance. If you have to do, if, you know, you have to have a job, a nine to five for a few years to make ends meet, do it. Do it and then work out your trade on the off time. William Donaire asked, would you rather trade intelligence for looks or looks for intelligence? What do you think, baby? <laughs> my looks are going to fade, so I'd rather keep my street starts than my intelligence Ooh. and my quick mouth. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. You do have a quick mouth. How about you, Buffy? I would definitely like to keep uh, keep intelligence and looks. Definitely. Yeah, looks are honestly just a blessing from our our parents and generations yeah. before us. If you got it, you got it. If you don't, you don't, yeah. and that's okay too. And you make it work with other things, but yeah. definitely intelligence is definitely going to help out. Um, Stevens shoots too. Are asked, you good at Warzone? I suck at Warzone. And for you guys who don't know what Warzone is, it's um, it's a Call of Duty game. I wasn't sure what the hell that was. I was like, oh my God, what is that? We play from time to time with our families and our cousins. Play from and, time and to friends. time? You've been on that like every night shit. <laughs> Almost every night. And it gives me a lot of anxiety. All right, next question. Diana EX3 says, How did you learn your photography skills? Are you self-taught? Did you go to school? So high school was a big blessing. In high school, I had a great mentor, Matt Schaefer. And he basically took me under his wing. He taught me a lot. Mm-hmm. From there, I was able to take on some production assistant jobs in the industry while I was still in high school. And even after graduating high school, I was getting jobs, um, just shooting like small end jobs or music videos or local commercials for a local shop. And I always stayed busy with that. Um, so in that sense, I was very blessed, but it was a lot of mixture of just grinding it out. Uh, so it is a mixture of, of self, self-taught mm-hmm. And just experience, I believe experience is the overall master and you will learn. You just got to get in there and, and be open to, to learn. Mm-hmm. How about you, baby? How did you learn your photography skills? Uh, photography was all self-taught. Um, early on in high school, I did take a film class, which really sparked interest, but it wasn't enough for me to just be completely invested. Then in my second year of college, I had saved up money to finally get a DSLR. They were called the, the Canon Rebel series. And I think I had a TS or TX or I don't know what the heck it was at the time. Um, that was before they even had numbers. Yeah, wow. they didn't have the numbers then. That's um, crazy. So then that was my first camera. And honestly, from there, it was just shooting and practicing as much as I possibly could and literally photographing everything from like food flowers. Yeah. <laughs> like you want to talk about macro photography. I was trying yeah. so hard on like a 50 millimeter lens. Yeah. Um, and then slowly growing into like people just recognize me from Facebook and then that's how I just kind of enrolled into finding clients and stuff like that. Um, but definitely all self-taught and literally just taking your camera everywhere. I remember I would take my camera everywhere. Like I would not leave the house without the camera. Um, and I think that's just the difference of then when you start rolling into it as work and then now we got into film Mm. back again. So I think that's just separating that and just making sure that I creative that's for me that I keep that creative puzzle. But just practicing. Okay, all right. Well, I'm happy to hear that, baby. How about, uh, another question is Kahlo Fair too says he asks, "What goes first, relationship or career?" Take the lead, baby. What's what do you think? Personally, I don't know. It's it's hard to say one without the other, especially if it's a career that you're passionate about. I think if you have a supportive partner, that person will cheer you on in order for you to be your best self to then come home to me and be your happiest self. Mm, It's hard to say one without the other. I mean, I think there's also a difference between whether or not if you are a workaholic and you're literally not making time for your partner, then that's a struggle too. Yeah, that's definitely a struggle. And I also think it really varies if you're married or you're not married. Mm -hmm. I think if you are married, you should definitely put your spouse first before your work. Um, That's going to lead to a happier life overall. So if you're married... You think so. If you got a movie and I say, Papi, I don't want you to do that movie, you're going to be like, oh, baby, that's okay. I think there's ways of making it work. I think there's always a middle ground and I think there's, there's, there's solutions to problems. But if you're, if you're just dating or you've been dating a person for a good time, I do think that 
balancing it out to what works for you guys it's just it's just maybe finding the balance that works for you because sometimes some people just really enjoy some of their space and then at the end of the night they they relink and touch up and you know hang out for a few, an hour or two but that's all they need mm-hmm. so it really depends on you but i think i think compromising is the most important hear out your your partner and then you talk and you find your, your middle ground Go from there, yeah. and then our second last to last question. question is hi on a hi on a bone how long have you guys been together and what sealed the deal Tell the take the lead i've been taking the lead on all these damn all right we've been t- <laughs> we've been together it's roughly around three years and like eight ish months would you say that puppy yeah we had a hiccup in between so we try not to count that and we don't know what we never really counted from there but we've known each other for four years um in a relationship for about three a little over three and a half years and what's your deal what's the deal like for me forever (laughs) yeah i'd say the fact that you're a patient man um you're very in tune with your feelings i've always enjoyed that um you're very fun and do well, my feelings yeah we oh. talk we talk about it's not like you don't have like this attitude where we don't have to talk about certain things we literally can talk about anything yeah um and i've always appreciated that his willingness to just participate like at the end of the day whenever i cook and he contributes towards doing the dishes that honestly that makes my heart flutter my Ooh, heart takes off that's right guys do the dishes um so just like he and he's always willing to meet me anywhere he'll literally go to the end of the earth in order to be where i'm at and that means a lot. Damn, what a response. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, well, how about you, puppy? For me, for me, well, yes. So same time, three three years, eight months. And what we'll sealed the deal was knowing that I was going to have a person that's going to be there through, through thick or thin. Through thick or thin. And as she says, she's a ride or die that bitch. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how it goes. Uh, one last thing is we asked our f- fellow friends out there, what brings happiness and joys to you? And Stephanie Y answered, finding the beautiful in everything. Oh, wow. oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thank you guys for listening in. And we are so thrilled to just be doing this, our second episode. And to have you guys tune in and being able to listen to us go off on different topics on the same lot. And we are open to any feedback. Just give us a holler. Let us know what you think and ask us any questions you may have. And we're all here for you guys. <laughs>